Oh my goodness, you are in for a treat. You're going to love this podcast. The reason that I'm interrupting this before it even starts is because at about 32 minutes, the gentleman I'm interviewing, his name is Kirk, he's lost 213 pounds. His phone gets all crackly and he just gets poor reception for a couple minutes. And so I actually went back and, and canceled that and then we reset his phone and then restarted the the last part of the podcast. And so you'll hear that for a second he's quiet and then all of a sudden his voice is louder. And that's all it was. We just had to reset before we finished, but we were almost done and it, it's amazing. Get ready. Here we go. Hello. It worked. Yes, it did. <laughs> welcome. Well, uh, anybody listening to this, welcome to the Dear Fat You Don't Own Me podcast. I think this is ep- episode 16. And you are about to meet an extraordinary person. Uh, this is Kirk. Kirk has lost, and you're going to be able to see his Facebook page because his or his Facebook before and after pictures. He has lost 213 pounds, and if you look at November, it'll be posted November 9th, 2021. If you look at Facebook, you'll be able to see the before and after pictures of him uh, losing 213 pounds. And this is his 11th week of maintenance right now. So, Kirk, say hi. Hello. <laughs> now, what, guys, whether you have 20 pounds to lose or you have hundreds of pounds like Kirk did, on this podcast, you're going to learn about a, about two specific processes that happen in your body that make losing weight incredibly hard and make maintaining your weight feel like it is impossible. By learning these processes, you can be ready for them when they happen. And the reason that I'm, like, I'm going to specifically talk about these while you're on the line, Kirk, is because not only will these processes help anyone listening understand them, but after working as hard as you've, you have, and as long as you have to get to this point and lose all this weight, you're going to see that this is going to help you as you go into this early stage of maintaining. But first, let's talk about Kirk. Let's talk about life before and life after and where you started and get some stats. So your starting weight. Do you remember what your starting weight was? I believe 382. It was 382 pounds. Your current weight is what? Uh, 168. 168 pounds. Now, there's just a a tiny difference between those two weights. You've probably noticed some small changes in your body in those times. What was it like back when you were 382 pounds? What did that feel like? Uh, Everything was uncomfortable. Nothing was really made for me. Even clothes that were my size 5x or so would basically still not fit well and you know it's just so nice basically being able to sit in a chair without having it crunch my hips and so is that when you would sit in a chair did it always feel like that were you always thinking oh my gosh if i sit in this chair it's going to be pushing on my hips did is that what you were thinking really yeah, because I, I, I work in an office kind of environment, and I'd have to go to meetings, and I would sit down, and by the time I got done, I side of my hips would be sore. Just from sitting? Yep, because um, the arms, basically, of these chairs were made for somebody who's, uh, I want to say, you know, in normal weight range or just heavy, not as big as I was. Like I said, and... Uh, like I said, they'd dig into my side. Wow. And they were sore. So you, they'd have like almost like a, like, a, like a rash it felt like there was on them. They just itched. 
Yeah, like a bruise. You don't, it didn't bruise, but it, you know, it felt like it was going to. Oh my gosh, that is so interesting. Now, you know, over the years, you know, lots of people have come into this program with a few pounds to lose and then lots of pounds to lose. And there's been a, a decent amount of people that have lost more than 200 pounds. One of the things that people that have a, a lot of weight to lose will say is um, they're really hesitant to sit on other people's furniture. Did you ever feel that? Yes. Yes. And I can still remember whenever I went to a restaurant, I would worry about it because I don't know there was a movie. I won't mention its title because I don't know if you should be able to say it, where the main character, she sat down on a chair and it collapsed. I always saw I saw that. I didn't think it was funny when I saw it. And then I thought, oh, God, this is going to happen to me. Gosh. And I'm like, oh, God. So I always worried about how it would rock. And, you know, so a lot of times I would check all the chairs in this at the table to see which one was the sturdiest. Really? Oh my gosh, that's great. So you kind of, as you're walking up to the table, most people when they're walking to have lunch, they walk up and they think, okay, you know, is the person here or what am I going to have? You are assessing the table and the chairs and being like, okay, that looks like one of the good chairs. That That is something you thought. Yes, I'd even sit down and if it felt a little rocky, I'd move to another chair. Wow. Gosh, things have changed. Things have changed. Now, and I also remember back when you started losing your weight, I remember one time that you said we were talking about some reason running came up and you said, I, I don't care what you say. I hate running. I'm never going to be a runner. I will never run in my life. I know that some people get addicted to it and I will never do that. Do you remember saying that a long time ago? Yes. Yes, I do. And and what what happened with that? Did you do some running? Well, I did start running. I had a friend who got me started where I'd run a block and then I would walk a block then I'd run a block and I'd walk and they got me doing it I will admit I never ever loved running but I loved the feel when it was over and how you felt the rest of the day afterwards I mean the pain never gonna love but I loved how it made me feel and it really bothered me when I had to stop yeah now let me tell let me tell you something about um let me tell you something every runner in the world they uh they just heard you say that and they and they're thinking, yeah, that's how it works. Like nobody likes running. Nobody likes running. And you're thinking, oh, I can't breathe, and you know, I'm gasping for breath. What you like is you like the way it makes you feel. The like the way it makes you feel afterwards. It feels you feel strong when you can run. But yeah, and it's it's. I remember when you first uh, uh, emailed me about that, and you're like, Tony, you remember when I swore that I would never run? I can't believe it. I actually like running. And so tell, tell me what life is like now. What is it? What are some of the things? What is, what's, what's it like being this weight? What are the things that you notice? Uh, well, at the very end, I got to tell you something that I think is really, it's a small thing. But what I like about now is the fact is that I actually like buying clothes. <laughs> um, I avoid it looking in a mirror. And I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not narcissist. You know, I'm not, I'm not a gorgeous guy. But I basically will... Now look at myself in the mirror going like, oh, my hair, and, and pat it down. Or I'll basically straighten the shirt or something, you know, just because I no longer basically, I look horrible. I don't care. I'm not going to look. That's the way I used to be all the time. And now I'm like, okay, yeah, I need to get my hair cut. I need to, you know, I need to, <laughs> this shirt looks, this shirt looks horrible. I need to get a better shirt. <laughs> You know, it's funny because what you're doing is we all are critical of ourselves, but you're seeing the things that a normal person in a healthy body would see. Oh, I need a haircut. 
you know, what's going on with my, did I get burned on my forehead? Is that, do I have like some acne right there? Where before, like you just completely avoid the mirror. That's it. I'm not going to go there. I'm just not going to face the problem. I'd never look. I would never look. But the real thing that's kind of a funny thing mm. is the fact is that I used to sit down on my fireplace to put my shoes on. Yeah. And I would basically, whenever I got done, I would basically rock back and rock forward and stand up. And it was so good the first time I ever basically noticed it. I just stood up. I didn't rock. <laughs> I didn't rock back. I just stood right up. And I'm like, oh, my Lord. We, How did that happen? <laughs> we talk about momentum all this time on the program. And that is doing things right till you get good at it. And that's momentum. You're talking about momentum to rock to get to your feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Gosh, I've never heard about that. That's, that's super cool. So and what about so back when you used to um, when you were really, really heavy, were you able to just put your shoes on, you know, without assistance? Or did you have something yeah. that you slid on? Or what'd you do? No, I could always get my get my leg. I could always cross my leg, you know, up, of course, it would have to be way out to the side with the foot resting on my leg. And I'd put the shoe on and I could do that. I could still do that at that weight and such but it it was i'd have to reach and grab the britches leg and pull my leg up to basically put my shoe on now i just cross my legs at the knee and basically put my shoe on it's just so much easier it was like a 10 10 step process to a one step process correct (laughs) now now you um when it comes to just uh just walking like you being as far as you being mobile what do you notice differently about that? Like maybe even about balance or what do you notice? Uh, I notice that basically I have, oh, I notice I fall down more because I actually do more. I mean, <laughs> I actually get out and do more and such. And I'm not so plodding where I basically have to watch. Most of the time I went through life looking down and around and basically being afraid I was going to fall and then, have to drag myself up. Now I find myself basically, you know, not paying attention because I don't have to worry about a extra foot and a half on either side. And, and, and if you fall, maybe your body can handle it because you're in shape. Oh, I catch myself. Yeah. I, mean, there you I, go. I, catch, I catch myself. Whereas before I would be on the ground because if I tried to catch myself, I'd probably break an arm. So, so they're good falls is what you're saying. Yeah. And they're <laughs> basically just one of those things where what did I fell? It's like, Oh yeah, I'm okay. Gosh, that is super cool. My, you know, whenever uh, Lo- my son is 18 right now, I'm sure you know that. Uh, when, when Logan and I end up doing something adventurous, you know, so we were in Colorado here not too long ago and we were hiking up through this mountain and there were all these big rocks and all these places you could fall. And like when I watch him, he's like a mountain goat. He just jumps from place to place like that. And, you know, as an adult, I'm certainly a little bit more careful, but I'm always doing things I probably shouldn't be doing because I know that I'll be okay. But it's got to be that much of a difference. It's got to be a huge difference where you're just not afraid of everything where before they're, you know, you're afraid of falling, you're afraid of the way you look, you're afraid of what people judge you, you're afraid of going to the store, afraid of looking in the mirror. It's just, there's just a lot less you're afraid of, it sounds like. Oh, there, there is, and there's no embarrassment if I treat myself to something. I used to always wonder, do they think I've had too much? Now, basically, if I, if I, 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 every once in a while, will just treat myself. I'm a baked good guy. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a cake, donut, that kind of guy. I love those things. I love vegetables. But I really love them. Every once in a while, I'll give myself a treat. And it's like, you know, I deserve this. You know, I don't, you know, I don't care what people think about what I eat or what I do. You know, it's, 
what I want to do. Yeah, that's awesome. What What was your? Do you remember what your? You said your shirt was five X. Do you remember what your pant size was back at three eighty two? Fifty four. Oh my gosh! Okay, and today it is thirty twos are loose. Unbelievable. Fifty four. Do you have any fifty four pants still? No, those I got rid of. I did keep, however, the sweatshirt that I the or the pullover that I wore because I would always wear a pullover because I thought they made me look less heavy. Right. And anybody when you look at the before is before picture, that's exactly what you'll think. You'll look at his before picture and his blue pullover and go, that definitely makes him look less heavy. <laughs> you know, exactly. now when you put it on, you sent that picture of, of wearing that blue pullover. And mm-hmm. I mean it's just amazing how far like how much room there is in that. You could put three people in there. Yeah. Yeah, that's incredible. Well let me I'm going to tell you, um, so I'm going to tell you a story now about somebody else on the program uh, before we talk a little bit more about your situation. And the story that I'm going to tell you right now is it's one that pretty much everybody has heard. In fact, a lot of people that are listening to this that are still losing weight, not only have they heard this story, they've been this story that I'm going to tell right now. And then I'm going to share all to all of you something listening, something about Kirk's journey that is just going to blow your mind because it is extraordinary. So the story, first of all, we have people on our plan right now. And again, this is our 16th year as of recording this, but there are people on our plan right now that have that started our plan um, a decade ago. And during that time, they have lost 50 of the 60 pounds that they have to lose four different times so started 10 years ago lost 50 pounds but quit before they got to goal gained the 50 pounds pack came back a couple of years later lost 50 again and over the 10 over the last 10 years there are people right now on the plan that are on this the fourth time and they've lost 50 pounds they're 50 pounds right now the same 50 pounds they've lost they've lost 200 pounds over the last 10 years but they've gained it back three or four other times before that now The reason that they never get to goal is because they quit. They don't get to the end. They're 10 pounds from the end of finishing the diet they're on. And this would be on any diet, not just ours. But because they don't get to the end, they never actually learn the maintain piece. And people, guys, when you're you're losing weight, you need to understand that when you get to goal weight, you know very little about maintaining your weight. That's why everybody always gains it back. Because keeping your weight off is a different animal. It's a totally different process. And if you don't learn that process, you do not keep the weight off, which is why people go decades, 10, 20, 30 years, losing and gaining the same pounds over and over because they never learn the maintain piece like you're learning it right now. Now, I said that you have something in common with those people, and obviously you know what that is. But the thing is, is that Kirk started our program in 2011. He has been on this program for 10 years. But the reason that he's at goal right now is because he obso- you obviously were going to struggle at some point because you had a lot of weight to lose. And when you have a lot of weight to lose, there's a lot of issues going on. There's a lot of things that you have to learn to deal with. I mean, just some of the things we talk about, being afraid of looking in mirrors, the fact people judging you, all of the emotions tied to this, there was no way that you weren't going to struggle. But during this 10-year stretch, you never gave up. You kept working. This is something we talk about all the time. And your journey was not flawless by any means. I'm going to go through some dates and some weights here in a sec. But 
just along the way, you figured out one thing until you figured out how to get this right. And that is you refused to give up. And Kirk, if there's one thing that people can get from listening to you, it's that. See, this isn't a race. Nobody, if it takes longer than what they think this is going to take, you know, gets to the point you are right now and then looks back and go, oh, that was stupid. I shouldn't have taken that long. They just get there and they're like, I'm in a size 32 pants. Everything fits. I look good. I'm worried about my hair instead of being afraid of everything. And when I said, you know, you're an amazing person at the beginning of this, like, that's what makes you amazing is that you refuse to give up. Now, I tell people this all the time, that if you refuse to quit on, on the program that you're on, assuming the program makes sense, our program makes sense, as long as you refuse to quit, you're going to make it. Because you got to learn this one thing, and that is you cannot quit your way to success. Like, I don't want anybody to take 10 years losing their weight. That's the last thing that I want. Well, not the last thing, the second to last thing that I want. But the fact is, if it does take you two or three or four or five or 10 or 15, like, if you don't quit, you are going to get there. And although, like I said, your journey was not flawless, the whole way, Kirk, you kept the majority of that, of that weight, which is anywhere between 120 and 160 pounds off the whole time. You were trying to figure out how to finish that. But like you had said just before we started this call, if you had quit somewhere along the way, what do you think would have happened? Oh, I was basically, I, I would have shot, shot back up. There were two weights that I stayed at for several years. And the only way I did it was I wasn't doing the program because I would have been losing weight, but I was hanging on to every piece I could while I was basically to keep from flipping harder than I was. Absolutely. You were, you remained at arm's length. That's what you did. And I, I mean that metaphorically speaking, I mean, you weren't in our office or anything like that because everything is done pretty remo much remotely right now, especially since COVID. But you were always a phone call or a conversation or an email. You were always at arm's length. And so you never went all the way back. So let me go through some, uh, some numbers with you here. And like okay. I said, if you want to see this chart, I'll send it to you, Mark, because it is Please amazing. Do. Yeah, Please. it's awesome. You started the program on November 11th, 2021. That was when you were 382 pounds. Now, if you remember, you started the program right before Thanksgiving. It was just a couple days before that. Do you remember? Yes, I do. Why'd you start right before Thanksgiving? Well, I figured actually, truthfully, the reason why I chose that particular time was because I thought if I could make it through the holidays and lose weight, then I could continue through the rest of the year. It, it was like, you know, hit the hard spot first. That is so smart. And that's exactly where anybody right now that is listening to this during the holidays, that is exactly where you want to be. If you wait until the hard days are over, you won't be able to do the hard days when they come. The fact that you started right before Thanksgiving, you crushed it all the way through Thanksgiving and all through December and all throughout the next year. In fact, you went basically from November 2011 to tax day in 2013. So you know, we're talking a year and a half. During that time, you lost 180-ish pounds. And it, when you look at the chart, you will see that chart goes straight down. It is just one week after the other crushing it. No bumps, no blips, no nothing. But then, with about 23 pounds to go, after losing all that weight, you would have kind of been walking around thinking, 
oh my gosh, this feels a lot better than what I'm used to. And it's very, very common. And I know you can look back and see this right now for people to lose all that weight and think, you know, maybe this is good enough and start making little mistakes. And what happens is those little mistakes, they get bigger. And then pretty soon those, those, they start piling on one another and you start making mistakes. And what happened next is when you over that basically year and a half where you lost 180 pounds, you went another eight months after that and lost only 10 pounds. And instead of it being a straight line, you'll see it on the chart. You were bouncing all over the place. From that point forward, it was a steady move up at a really, really slow pace, really slow pace, five, 10 pounds a year for the next seven years. And uh, immediately after you lost that weight, you started making those mistakes and you lost that weight. You went up about 30 pounds and then went down really quick, another 20 pounds. And then over the next two years, you went up about uh, 15 pounds, but then went down another seven. Then over the next three years, you slowly went up about 25. And then, then there was about a three-year window after that, which was about 2017 to 2020, where you stayed almost exactly the same weight within about 10 pounds. And then January 1st of 2021, which was this year, something happened. So what changed? Because the line that you were on for the first year and a half, that straight line down, January 1st of this year, that's exactly what happened. That line just continued and like not a, not a blip anywhere. What happened? What changed? Well, uh, actually, it's really funny. My wife was asking me this year what I was going to be giving up for Lent. I said, well, uh, I'll give up drink any kind of alcohol for the year. And I thought, and I thought, well, actually, my doctor wants me to lose some weight because he didn't like my numbers. You know, they weren't bad. I didn't have to get on any medications or anything like that. So I thought, well, let's just give up and focus on losing. And it happened. And like I said, after it was the, the hardest was the first 10 to 15 pounds. Then after that, I started to like the way it felt. And all of a sudden you got sense? momentum. Mm-hmm. And, and I following just, the rules and I just kept going down and I just noticed the fact that I like this. I like this. I, I, I like feeling this way. I mean, yeah, it's great to have a, a, a donut or a piece of cake. It tastes great. and It's awesome for about that five, 10 minutes, but you feel once you lose the weight and you're losing the weight and you're getting into better fitting clothes and you're feeling more energy and all that, you basically get to the point where basically I'd rather feel good for the other 23 hours and 50 minutes. Absolutely. And, you know, the way that you get to that place, see, everybody listens to a statement like that and they're going, well, yeah, obviously that's the case that, you know, you only get 10 minutes of enjoyment from a donut and then you regret it all day long. You know, when you eat too many of them, everybody feels that way. But the reason that you got to the point that you felt that way and then you acted on it was because you did not quit. And by not quitting, you were always, like I said, on the program and you're getting the emails that we'd sent. You're involved in the conversations that we have from time to time. You probably listened to some of these podcasts that we're doing right now to stay involved with that. And what happens between all of that information that you're getting, your subconscious mind is working on that all the time, trying to figure out what do I have to do to finally finish this thing? 
And then all of a sudden, bang, there it was. Because you never quit, you reached the point, you developed, and all of a sudden, the person that you were at the beginning, that straight line down, you became that person again. And now here you are at the end of this year, after starting at the beginning of this year, in, in the 160s. And in fact, we were talking right behind this call, and uh, you had made a decision. Tell me about that decision. Well, I kept throwing goals in front of myself, and I finally got down to a goal that I kind of upset. And then I noticed that when I first started the program, I'd asked for a goal that would put me down in the normal range. In other words, not, not overweight in the BMI mm-hmm. and such. And I noticed that I'd set my goal and I got there and I'm looking, it's like I'm five pounds away from normal weight. That goal <laughs> that I thought was stupid that I'd never get to, that I thought the charts were bad. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going for that. I mean, it's just going to be another a couple. I, it was only a couple more pounds. I am now officially... Uh, healthy weight. Amazing. Yeah, like and, I said, and I'm fine with that. I'm happy with it. But what you're wanting to do is you're wanting to. You said you're going to go to you're you're going you're going to lower your goal weight. I think it's four more pounds, and you're going to go mm-hmm. to 165 now because that was the original goal weight that you'd set. Yes, I'm doing that. I mean, I've been maintaining, you know, and basically, actually, whenever I whenever I don't stay the same i actually lose some a little and so it's like i'm gonna get there because you know i'm at the healthy weight i want to make sure that basically if i fluctuate a pound or two i'm not going to bounce out of the healthy range i'm in the healthy range right now right you're just giving yourself a little room to stay in the range yes because i don't ever want to be out of that range that's amazing you know you just said something really funny You, you remember when you were talking about how uh you know, that in the charts, this puts you in the healthy range. Well, back when you were overweight, you say what everybody says, oh, the charts are wrong. They don't understand. I'm big boned. You know, I'm different than everybody else. And then sure enough, when you get to the, the, the weight that's on the charts, you're like, oh, wait a minute. This is actually really good. This isn't a bad thing. They were right. And I was just making excuses. Everybody says that. They always think the charts mm-hmm. are wrong until they get there. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, I will probably, I'll never be at the bottom edge of it, but I'm never going to be out of it. Uh, well, just no, you don't, you don't need to be. That's the thing. If you're in that range, you're totally fine. Now, along the way, some people obviously would look at Kirk's, Kirk's situation and realize that it is hard as hell to commit to something long enough to get to this point. And it's really difficult when you're struggling to, to, come, to get it back together. And there were several times where you made a strong push to try to get it back together. You'd, you'd be struggling a little bit and you'd be like, that is, I'm going to get this together. Well, I'll tell you a couple of those times was once on January 15th, you tried to get it together. That lasted four weeks. You tried on January 16th or I mean, January, 2016 um, and 2017 and 2018, all of those you tried to do what you did this time and didn't quite get there. And you just look back at that. I mean, it lasted four or five or six weeks. And then, you know, your weight got stuck for a little bit. But as much as you look back at that, wish that it would have gone further and faster and everybody wishes that it would go faster. The truth is each of those times you learned lessons and because you didn't quit, you're here right now. That is one of the most powerful things when you just remove the option of quitting, because when you're not going to quit, the only thing left is to make it. I mean, it's extraordinary. Now, you also had other issues as you were going through this process. It wasn't like you had this charmed life where somebody just put a pile of money in your hand and said, hey, you're rich and I'll do whatever you want. You know, you had life and jobs and family, and you also had some people pass away that you loved in your family during this process, didn't you? 
Yes, I did. Yeah. I lost both parents, actually. You did. I know. And you've had some injuries as well. Yeah. One of them took away my, uh, my ability to run, yep. which, which, which is, I think, also one of the reasons why I started to flip. Because, well, I can't run, so I'm just giving up a little bit. Yep. You know? Because I was doing about five miles a day, but my doctor told me that, you know, either continue running and then about a year and a half, two years, we'll replace that one. You'll have to replace your right knee or you can give it up and maybe never need to if you lose weight. So it's like I had to give it up because my doctor basically told me you can't run with that knee. Yep. And yet, again, it's very easy to look at the struggle, to look at the number of pounds you have going on, to look at the injuries, to look at people that you love passing on and at any moment say, it's just too much. I got to give up. But the reason that you're here right now, the reason that I describe you as extraordinary is because you didn't. And that's what put you to where you are right now. And I, this is something that I want you to accept. And I want you to carry this with you everywhere that you go. Because when a person can commit and do this, it's more than just pounds. Like this is who you are right now. If you all of a sudden decided, you know, I want to start a business or I want to start a philanthropy and I want to save dogs or build, uh, make $100 million, the thing is there's something inside of you that can do that. You've built that over all these years, and it certainly was not natural. It, we weren't born with it. You build it, and that is really cool. So congratulations on that. So I want to, I want to, uh, I want to share um, two thoughts with you. I told you there were two things that I was going to teach you at the beginning of this that are going to help you. And I want you to be super aware of these, Kirk, because they're going to help people that are listening. But these are really important for you for what happens next. There are two concepts that I want you to be uh, uh, aware of. One of them is called metabolic set point theory. And the other one is called homeostasis. Metabolic set point theory is basically a concept that says that your body's trying to maintain a specific weight. That's what your body is. That's why a lot of people will stay about the same weight for a long time. And they'll be like, gosh, I'm staying at the same weight. I don't really go up or down. And then they'll see a big jump. You know, they'll gain like seven pounds out of the blue. But then they'll stay there for months and months and months until they have their next big gain. Well, that concept of metabolic set point theory is basically – your body doesn't want to see these big changes. It doesn't want to gain a bunch of weight. It doesn't want to lose a bunch of weight. It wants to be safe and steady and just stay where it is. Well, as soon as you try to lose weight, your body panics because now what you've done is you've disrupted this state of comfort that it tries to stay in. Now, this other, um, uh, this other term is called homeostasis. And homeostasis basically is the body's, again, tendency to just try to maintain internal stability all the time okay these two processes are trying to keep you where you are i'm gonna give you a really ex a good example that you'll understand right away of how this happens every year you know when it starts getting cold and the weather starts to get cold and it's like you know it's been warm all summer and then all of a sudden you have a day that's like 64 and you go outside and you're like, oh, so cold, you know, and it's only 64. You know what I mean? And then you go through winter and you get done with winter, right? Or coming out of winter and you have a day that's like 40, you know, it's finally the warmest day of winter. It's 40 degrees and you put shorts on, you know what I mean? Like you can handle that 
But when the weather was getting colder, you couldn't handle the 64. You know that sensation, how, the, how you change throughout the year? Mm -hmm. That happens because of homeostasis. Your body learns to be warmer or colder and adjust to that. And so your body's always trying to create this state to where you're comfortable. And that's why that happens. Your body's getting used to that. It's changing. It's producing more heat, burning calories. It's shivering to keep you warm. It's doing all these things so you can stay about the same. Well, these processes are initially going to fight you right now. That's what they're going to do. They're going to make maintaining this weight difficult. And you need to be aware of this because this is why people lose their minds when they're dieting. You've lost all this weight. You've had this huge change. This huge change. Your body's been cannibalizing itself, but you haven't had enough time where that metabolic set point has been reset. See, your body right now is still going to think that it is a hundred pounds heavier or eighty pounds heavier. You know where wherever you you know where you started at the beginning of this year. It's changed where it knows you're not three eighty two anymore. But it doesn't know that you're this weight permanently yet. And so for everybody that's listening, when you're trying to lose weight and you feel like, oh, I just want to eat and I'm hungry, all that is going on, it's true you might be a little hungry, but there really is a natural process going on where your body's just trying to get to where it is. Hey, Tony? Yeah. Actually, that explains something. Since I basically started to kind of control my weight. I don't want to plummet anymore. I want to plummet, but I don't want to lose. I want to start to maintain my, my appetite is double. It, it, it makes sense because actually, since I've gotten down to the weight that I'm at, I've noticed more cravings, more hunger and such. Cause it's one of those things where I'd gotten to the point where I basically knew when mealtime was, and that was fine. I was hungry near mealtimes, but now I'm starting to notice there's creeping in where you're hungry. I just don't let myself eat during those times. But like I said, I've noticed that my body's basically been going like, yeah, you might want to move up a little. <laughs> and that is and that's exactly why I wanted to do this call with you, because that is totally normal. And you probably remember when we did the, the, the maintain call. And I don't want you to say the amount of time, but I said there's a specific amount of time that needs to pass before this really becomes who you are. And guys, for those of you not listening, I, the only reason I'm not telling you is I want you to hear this when you go through the maintain call on your own. But it doesn't happen. Like you don't change this lifestyle change that you think you've made when you lose some weight. It doesn't happen in the first month or two months or five months or even six months. It takes time for your body to actually accept, okay. This is the new place where we're going to stay. It takes a lot longer than you think. And it is very common for you to have that feeling where, you know, you've just been totally in control of your food and you've been losing. And then once you go into maintain, you're like, geez, like, why am I so much hungry all the time at the same time where you get more food? Because when you go into maintain, you know, as you know, you have to start raising your, your, your calorie number. You like get to eat more calories because you've reached your goal weight. And yet, even though you're eating more, like you are a lot of times uh, dealing with some hunger. So yeah. as you're, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say yeah, that actually I have found maintain more of a challenge than losing. For sure. It is a lot. It is a lot more because what you're doing is you're striving for something. And what you're striving is for no change, which, you know, before I was striving to get a change. Oh, I lost the two pounds. That's really <laughs> right. going. I got a pound. Yay. Now I'm like, oh, I'm the same weight. Okay. 
Yeah. And that's the accomplishment. Nothing's happened. The accomplishment is that nothing's happened. And really it is, there is some of that going on, but what is really going on in your body right now is it's just going to take a while. And we, you, you remember that in the maintain call, it's going to take more time than you think for your body just to settle down and realize this is who you are right now. So when anybody that's listening to this, when you get to maintain, like you just need to assume that over that next year, for sure, that your body's going to want to eat more than what it's need. It's, it's going to want to go back to that place. That process of homeostasis is basically saying, whoa, what happened to all that fat we had? That was great. We used to love that fat. If anything happened, we had it sitting around in case we needed energy. And now it's not there. I want to get that back. Now, eventually, what happens? Well, this. You've done a great job maintaining your weight for the last 11 weeks. And the thing is, you're going to keep learning and you're going to keep getting better. And just as time passed, Kirk, where you know this became normal, where you, you actually were able to be consistent with the losing portion, you'll get to the point where your body will settle down and you'll realize, okay, it's normal to be at this weight. It's normal to me uh, to be able to fit in size 32 jeans. It's normal for me not to have to eat nonstop. Um, every single day when I don't need to. It's normal for me to you know, not have to gain all that weight back, but it will take more time than what you think. So as you are in this, this place right now and it, these processes are being disrupted, just know that that's not abnormal at all. It's just part of the process like we talk about in the Maintain for Life call. And you'll see that this will get better with time. I am for- uh, but uh, by the way, I do want to say one thing really quickly. Sure. I kept. You said, "Did you keep any of those pants?" Actually, yes, I, I did until this weekend. I purged my closet of fifty-four all the way down to thirty-twos. I didn't even keep thirty-fours. I'm like, I'm not going to go back. That is, that's the way to do it. And it, you, you, as hard as that is for people to do. Like this really goes back to this whole concept of you not quitting. See, when you decided not to quit the program, the only option you had was to succeed. And when the only option you have is to succeed, then eventually you do. Well, it's the same way with these pants. If the only pants that you have are the size that you are, and you don't have the option to go put on some 34s and 36s, and you don't have 10 different sizes of clothing, well, then that is your only option. And that's just, that is, that is just that never quit part of you that is now developed, basically saying, you know, I, I'm really not going back. I'm not going to say that I'm not going back. I'm really not going to go back. So listen, man, you've, you have just done an amazing job. And there are people that are going to listen to this, Kirk, and they're going to be so inspired because the first thing that they're going to learn from you is that if you don't quit, you make it. This isn't a race. And if you don't quit, you make it. You can't quit your way to success. Is there anything last that you would like to add uh, or anything you'd want to say to somebody that's maybe thinking about starting our program or, or, you know, just starting their own diet, whatever? Do it and just hang on to it. If you start to hit a spot where you basically are slipping, don't give up. I mean, even if it's like I had years where I sat at a weight. But think about it. I didn't go back up to that 380 some odd. I still, like I said, while I was failing at my at, at my goals, I at least did not give up. You don't give up. You hang on with both hands. And like I said, sooner or later, you'll get a grip and you'll start losing again. Very good. That's great advice. Well, hey, 
Thank you so much for sharing this. Everybody, like I said, you got to see his pictures that will be posted, that we'll post on uh, November 9th, 2021 on Facebook. And uh, Kirk, as always, as you're going through this process, you know, whatever you need, man, you call us anytime you need us. I certainly will. And please send me that chart with the weights. You will definitely get that tomorrow. Congrats, man. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye.